It's time for Bring It Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Zealand Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Liveax Marine in Isle, SW Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Pine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Motorsports and Marine, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. And welcome into this week's show. We've got a lot to cover. We head further into summer. Bug hatch is still an issue with fishing. We'll talk with our usual cast of characters on how to combat that. Ray Gildow will spotlight the Mississippi River. We'll talk bass fishing with Mandy Urich and musky fishing with Steve Sapaniak. Plus another great recipe from Chef Joel from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. We kick off the show as we always do with our local report. We bring in Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League. Ray has been uh, very busy actually out on the lake. uh, Keeping tabs on not only here the immediate Brainerd Lakes area, but also keeping an eye on what's going on up on Lake Winnie, which a lot of anglers are interested as well. Ray, I guess we'll start up there. What are you hearing? Yeah, absolutely, Brian. Uh, it's been a great week after we had that rain pass through last weekend. This has been an absolutely glorious week, and it's been uh, wonderful to be on the water. There's been some days when it's been a little bit windy, especially on Winnie. They had a couple good windy days there. Uh, this time of the year, they get a lot of people who come into the resort that want to just get action because they've got kids. So there's been more people pan fishing this week than there has been walleye fishing. And the pan fishing, by the way, on Winnie has been very, very good. They've been up in the north end, over in the bay, up in the northeast corner. Uh, it's been very, very good for panfish. They've been getting, the kids getting lots of action, which makes it a lot of fun for everyone. And there's also been a pretty good northern bite. They had a 34, uh, 35 inch fish come in this week with a 10 year old boy who caught it. And that's pretty hard to beat that kind of excitement for a 10 year old kid. And, uh, the bug hatches for the most part on Winnie are done. Uh, <clears throat> it hasn't been too bad the last week or so. So, uh, <clears throat> it's been a pretty good, uh, pretty good bite up there for panfish and northern pike. And the northern pike, they're kind of fishing off the uh, edge of vegetation in that 10 to 15 feet of water. And then, uh, the walleye bite is, it's a little tougher to come by. And there aren't as many people fishing walleyes right now, at least out of high banks. And, uh, when they have been catching fish, they've been down a little deeper. 28, 29 feet with uh, Lindy rigs, sometimes with uh, bottom bouncers and sometimes with light core, just pulling those uh, baits down a little bit deeper. Uh, and they have been catching some walleyes, but they're not jumping in the boat. you got to really work for them. Uh, I might also add that for uh, the High Banks Resort, August is the month. Uh, they started this last year where any veteran who wants to come and stay there can stay for any period in August for half price which is a pretty good deal for veterans. So if you're a veteran and you want to go to High Banks and stay there, uh, go ahead and look up on the website, High Banks Resort, and uh, talk to Kim Leonhardt, and she'll work out something for you. Uh, Jumping down to the Brainerd area, uh, the water temperatures are holding pretty well. Uh, I've been doing more bass fishing this week than I have walleye fishing, and the bass fishing has been really pretty darn good. Catching fish in about 15 to 16 feet of water, and we've been pulling plastic worms, and we've been pulling uh, some pl- uh, crankbaits, and uh, 
it's been a pretty darn good bite. If you're a if you're a bass fisherman, this is the time of the year that you should be out there because it's just really, really been good. Uh, the other thing that's been pretty decent are panfish, and you can just about hit any of our area lakes right now, and you're going to find panfish if you get off the edges of the weeds, 10 to 11 feet of water. Uh, I don't care if you're fishing Gall or North Long or any of the other smaller lakes. Uh, this time of the year, as guides, a lot of us go to the littler lakes that are less known uh, because we can get in there and catch crappies and panfish, usually without a lot of boat traffic and without a lot of people competing for what we're doing. So that panfishing has been really good. One of my fellow guides did really well on the upper whitefish chain for walleyes. He went up there on a day this week where there was absolutely no wind, high sun, and he never had very high expectations, and uh, his two customers got a dozen walleyes and they were in uh, 16 to 20 feet and they actually had their best luck on uh, chubs rather than red tailed ch- uh, chubs <clears throat> this time of the year for people who do use chubs you know that when you drop a red tailed chub in the warm water and they get down into 18 to 20 feet of water sometimes that water temperature change will kill them and they'll come belly up whereas if you go with creek chubs they're much more durable uh, they're not as prone to being uh, killed by water temperature as red tails. So before you spend uh, $17, 18 a dozen on red tail chubs, consider dropping down those creek chubs because they're, they're pretty tough little critters. So there's been some walleye bites in some areas. Uh, I don't want to give you the impression that they're biting everywhere because they're not. You've got to really work for them. And this is the time of year a lot of guys start pulling crankbaits and a lot of guys start pulling spinners, and we've talked about this before, but working off the weed edges in a little deeper water. And another thing, Brian, a lot of people don't try to do, but something that is very effective this time of the year, and that is in the evenings, 5, 6, 7 o'clock in the evenings, if you've got a lake with deep water, 80, 90 feet of water, a very effective technique sometimes is to pull crankbaits in 12 to 14 feet of water over those deep depths. And you'll find a lot of times that the walleyes are feeding higher. They might be feeding on ciscos. They might be feeding on shiner minnows. A lot of times they're not deep. They're 12, 13 feet deep over very, very deep structure. Uh, it's kind of a, a secret that a lot of people have been doing for years, but I don't think a lot of guys know about that. So that's something worth trying, too. And then uh, sort of to finish off the week with uh, our water, featured water of the week, I want to just talk a minute about the Mississippi River. Uh, it is one of the really great resources in the Brainerd Lakes area, and most people who are not around the river don't fish it, and it's a great resource. I think there's like 70 different species of fish in that river, and there's muskies, there's walleyes, there's smallmouth bass, there's largemouth bass, there's crappies, there's sunfish, all the kinds of game fish that we like to eat. Uh, I happen to uh, live for about three years on Rice Lake, which for people who know Rice Lake is kind of a reservoir of the, it's kind of the backwaters of the Mississippi where it goes, uh, before it goes down to the dam where the old paper mill used to be. It's a great resource. And in the fall, in August, late August, there's a smallmouth run down, down that river that's unbelievable. Huge fish, which is one of the reasons why they change the season on smallies so people wouldn't go in there and kill those off. So as you know, you got to look at the dates because the smallmouth bass season closes pretty early protect those migrating fish but the mississippi river if you want to get in on the uh, north side lum park is a great public access where you can go into rice lake and you can work your way up a lot of people feel the best fishing however 
is from Brainerd on the Mississippi down to Little Falls. And there's a number of different places, if you look on a map, you can find uh, where you can put a boat in. And this time of the year, normally, we're looking at a lot of shallow water. But this year, the water is pretty high because, uh, and it might be shallow in areas, because they've backed off uh, letting a lot of water down the river because there's so much flooding from uh, Minneapolis south all the way into Iowa. There's still lots of flooding. So you got to kind of know where you're going so you don't hit rocks. But it's a great resource for smallmouth walleyes and muskies and it's just often overlooked and you will find when you're out there you're almost always by yourself so check out the mississippi river in the brainerd area especially from brainerd to little falls a lot of guys will take that trip they'll jump in at brainerd and make a day of it and have someone pick them up down at little falls and it's an experience to go and try out couldn't agree more on that ray uh, actually uh, the governor's fishing opener was on the mississippi and st cloud uh, a couple of years ago, I was able to take part in that. That was really interesting to see the different species that we were catching. Well, then Mandy, who we're going to talk to later on in the show, she got me kind of fired up about the Mississippi a couple of years ago. I got a good friend of mine, Wayne Harding, who has uh, got a, a home on Rice Lake, and he knows the Mississippi. He's been fishing it his whole life. And, he, you know, we've gone out there, and it takes like two hours, and next thing you know, you've caught six different species of fish. I mean, I that, that that's the awesome thing about that. It really is. And the one probably the one disadvantage uh, in the Brainerd area is almost all the land on the Mississippi River is privately owned. So if you don't have a boat, uh, you're a little more limited. Where you, you can go down to Boom Lake on the south side, but if you're on the north side, you're a little more limited. But if you can get in a boat and go on the north, up in the Rice Lake area, or even go south, you just never know what you're going to pick up. It could be a 30-pound buffalo head. Uh, it could be a huge carp. It could be a huge muskie. It's just you never know what's at the end of your line because water clarity, as you know, is not, it's not real clear. It's more stained. And sometimes you don't know what it is until you just about have it out of water. But it's, it's a great experience. And it's also uh, up, on the north side, up in the uh, Rice Lake area, it's a great crappie area. There's some really beautiful crappies in that area. And I thought you brought up another good point, too, is, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a, a forgotten place because really when you're out there, and I remember this past year, that's where I opened on Fishing Opener, we pretty much had the entire river and lake to ourselves, maybe a boat or two here and there. So, I mean, it's not like you got a lot of boat track traffic and have to deal no, with that. No, and you know there are some river rats in the area who know that water like the back of their hands and they hardly ever tell anybody what they're doing which is pretty cool. But, they, you know, as the, as the waters rise and fall, sometimes the bottom of the river changes. Uh, the holes change a little bit. But for guys that live out there, it's a great resource. Couldn't agree more. It's Ray Gildow, Nisswa Guides League. You can check him out at raygildow.com, all over social media as well, and with the Nisswa Guides League. Uh, Ray, I appreciate it. Good info as always, and uh, we will talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot, Brian. All right, when we come back, we'll talk some bass fishing with Mandy Urich when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And back with us again, Mandy Urich, our uh, bass expert here on Brainerd Outdoors and many, many other things. Uh, first of all, Mandy, welcome back to the show. Brian, it's great to be back. I missed you, bud. I know. We we need to chat more. It just seems like we're always so busy, and, and you're busy as well. I mean, there, there's a ton of things. You've, you've had you know a lot of league stuff going on. You've got tournaments coming up. 
Um, I guess that's where we'll start before we get into talking, you know, bass tactics and all that, because there's a lot we want to cover this week with bug hatches and everything. But, um, boy, there's a lot of events coming up. Oh, yes. We've got three major events that are coming up. Uh, Two are this weekend and one is next weekend. The first one I want to talk about is the Superhero Tournament on the Mississippi. This is the fifth annual. It's a fun tournament for family and kids. Uh, You use basically little kid rods. So any rod under $25, you can change the line out. It's multi-species. It's $35 per person. Kids fish for free. Uh, You can go to the Camp Confidence website and find all the information on that. But if you want to have a great day out on the water with the kids, there's lots of great prize packages. Make sure you you get out there and, and definitely hit that one. That's on Sunday. Dress up like a superhero, too. That's the whole thing. That's what I love about this. Yes, have some fun with it. You know. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Saturday, if people are out and about on Gull and you see a lot of bass boats zipping by, it's because uh, Classic Bass is having their first Pro-Am event out there. So it's a great event for the local pros in the area or people that want to get into tournament angling. You have the ability to jump in a boat with a pro and go fishing for the day. Hmm. Can't go wrong with that. Third event I want to talk about is coming up next weekend. Is also a fundraiser for Camp Confidence. Uh, it's for Fishing Has No Boundaries. We donate money back to them. It's family-oriented, multi-species event. Hit the Rod Bender site. Get signed up. Uh, it, I always have fun. I think this is maybe like my eighth or ninth year of fishing it, and we have so many families that come out and a big meal afterwards. So, so there you go. So uh, once again, people want to maybe follow along in a lot of these events and, and to just maybe your Facebook page or something like that. They can find these in info. Yep, I will have everything posted on my Facebook. Yep, so there you go. Uh, also, you've been doing some TV filming as well. I did. I got back in the boat for the third time with Steve Panazza and Lake Commandos just recently in the last week, and we went out and filmed. And that whole setup on how Lake Commandos TV show is, is you have no information whatsoever. There's no pre-fishing, no information. You don't know until the night before which lake you're going to hit. You basically get there, you get to look up the DNR website and kind of find some specs on the lake, and then you got to make a decision what you're going to throw that day, how you're going to fish, and it's a head-to-head competition with Steve Panaz. I mean, (laughs) for for me, I've known Steve for 15 years, but it's still a stressful event, but it's so cool because it's all about putting puzzle pieces together based on a little bit of knowledge. So you got to draw from many different aspects, weather, water clarity, vegetation types, and just hit the water and go, but... Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Did you guys film on a variety of different lakes, or were you on a certain one? We were on a certain one. Uh, we don't ever announce what the lake is. We just call it Lake X. But all I can say, it was the most amazing topwater bite I think I've ever been on in my whole entire life. Uh, and it was a, a lake out of Minnesota, which was cool, because we do film all over uh, North America. So it was, it was really neat to, to hit one of our, our lakes in in Minnesota and get out there and, and just really bash on some big bass. For sure. And speaking of which, uh, here we are with us. You know, we're kind of almost in a primetime bass fishing now. Um, things are a little tricky, Maddie. You and I were talking off air before we went on. Uh, we're dealing with bugs right now. <laughs> and uh, these fish are pretty stuffed up, but there are ways that you can get them to bite. Yes. Uh, so we're dealing with a mayfly hash, a, a, a massive one. On Sunday, this past Sunday, I was out on the Mississippi River, and I, there was billions of dead mayflies floating in these giant rafts down the river. And every fish that you were able to catch was just puking them up. The libel was black with, with larvae. You've also previously, we've got a big crayfish molt going on in multiple lakes. So you'll notice that if you put a bass in the libel, they're puking up 
these orange crayfish. We talked previously, when you see a crayfish in orange, it's not necessarily a rusty invasive crayfish. When they molt uh, and their new exoskeleton comes, it's orange because it's still in that soft factor, but it's super visible for bass, and it's one of their best, tastiest treats. It's better than Snicker Bar and Bacon put together. <laughs> so they're, they're gorging themselves on that, and we've got a dragonfly hatch. So you've got all of these invertebrates that you know, and, and bugs and larvae that are just, yes, they're stuffed to the hilts. So we have to change our tactics. <laughs> and you said more right now what you like to do is more reactionary baits. Yes, It's easier to get a reactionary bite than it is to force feed them on on a plastic bite. So uh, spinner baits right now, super hot. Um, Especially if you are seeing larvae on the top of the water, run that spinner bait, a lighter spinner bait, so it's in the upper water column. And and keeping it, you know, between a foot to maybe three feet down. Same thing with a chatter bait. I like rattle traps at this time of year, too, running them through the tops of those cabbage flats. But everything is really vegetation-orientated right now because, obviously, those invertebrates are in there. The bugs are in there. So every species possible is in there. You just got to get them to bite. <laughs> That's a tricky thing. <laughs> and, and also, you know, uh, top waters at, at first light and late light, um, the fish are going to be in that upper water column, too. So... Um, whopper ploppers, chomper baits, uh, propeller baits. Those have been really, really good. Buzz baits, baby. I've been throwing a lot of buzz baits. I love this time of year. And of course, you can't go wrong with that frog uh, running it across. I even, you know, we always think duckweed or, you know, slop, things like that. You can run that through reeds, anything like that, where those fish are going to come up and smash it. But water temps have been staying fairly steady, even with our ups and downs and our rains. They're staying in that high 70s, low 80s. So the metabolism of the bass is up and they are chomping, which hence we just got to get them to chomp on a reactionary base. And is it throughout the day, Mandy, or do you want to work at this maybe more in the morning or late evening? Um, reactionary bites are great all day long. Uh, top waters early and late. Uh, frog bites, I, I would say you can do it pretty much across the day. But if it's in super high sun, then you're going to want to find some thicker cover. You're going to want to find that duckweed or those mats, th- something like that. Because those fish, remember, are diving a little bit deeper down in there to get out of that sunlight and protect their eyes. And maybe just to switch gears off of bass, I mean, obviously there's people that want to go up there and walleye fish, crappie, pike. I mean, is there anything they can do? Because obviously this bug hatch issue that we've had is going to affect that as well. Yes. And so you're seeing, like I said but previously, because of all these bugs kind of being in this vegetation, it doesn't matter if you're on the river, if you're on the lake, uh, they're in different stages of either coming up and, and nymphing and molting and flying or actually dying. Uh, there's walleye in there. There's pike in there. Um, there again, they're eating some smaller baits. So if you you can even throw a Ned rig right now and catch walleye, you can throw spinner baits. You wouldn't believe how many walleye I caught on gull in eight to ten feet of water in cabbage flats throwing a spinner bait in the last week. It's kind of been sick. So and the pike are hitting the same things too. So I would say with the pike downsize, uh, you normally we're throwing big blades right now. I would downsize to a normal spinner bait that you'd be throwing for a bass. There you go. Some absolutely great information. Mandy Urich. Mandy, if people want more information on you, they can get it how? Find me on Facebook, Instagram, or tune in here live, or find us on podcast. There you go. We're all over that as well. Mandy, I appreciate it. Great info as always, and we will chat with you here real soon. Sounds great. Thanks. All right. When we come back, we're going to head out to Mille Lacs. Steve Saponiak's out there. I have a feeling we're going to talk a little musky fishing with Steve when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. 
Lakes Area Flood and Fire are your local flood, fire, and mold restoration specialists in the Lakes Area. From the ground up, they want to protect your investment and the health of you and your home or business. Instead of simply fixing the symptoms, they dig down to the root of the cause so it doesn't happen again. Their staff is IICRC certified and has an impressive track record of successful remediation projects and flood dryouts. Lakes Area Flood and Fire, providing services that help keep your home and family safe. You're listening to the place for everything outdoors in the Brainerd Lakes and beyond. Brainerd Outdoors Radio, just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3. Now here's your host, Brian Moon. Let's head out to Mille Lacs, get the story out there. Steve Sapaniak standing by with Predator Guide Service. Steve's been doing a lot of muskie fishing out there, and obviously Mille Lacs, Steve, known for world-class muskies, and you've been seeing them. Brian, no doubt, we have seen some huge, huge, huge muskies. I've never seen the size quite like this before in my life, and I've traveled a lot of places muskie fishing. But when you're seeing muskies well over a foot across the back at 56 to 58, 59, 60 inches, like you said, that's world-class anywhere. You can't beat it. You can't beat it at all, Brian. And I guess the the problem you're running into, and you've got clients, and, and you know, I, I've been there, so I, it's not like we're picking on anybody. But for those musky anglers that are out there listening right now, you've had some trouble boating them. That's the whole thing. What are anglers making the mistake with? The biggest mistake they're making, Brian, is set the hook on anything and everything. For gosh sake, set the hook. Like I tell everybody, hook sets are free. I had a group of guys from Texas, wonderful guys. You can't beat them. They were just super, super fun, good fishermen. And like I told them at the very beginning, before we left the boat landing, I tapped each one on the shoulder real light. I said, if you feel that, set the hook. Well, three-quarters of the way through the uh, fishing trip, one of the guys hollered, you know, shoot. And I looked up, and I seen this one over a foot across the back. And he said, Steve, he said, it's just like you told me. He said, I felt this light tap. He said, I looked up, and she's spitting the lure. He says, I froze, just like you said I would. I never set the hook. Hey, folks, hook sets are free. You know, everybody thinks a muskie, Brian, is going to hit like a shark. Once in a while, if you're real lucky, yeah, they'll do that. But most of the time, they come up and they just very, very lightly grab it. And if it's not what they want, they spit it out. And for the reason they lightly grab it is people, we can grab something and feel it with our fingers. Any type of fish can't, so they grab it in their mouth. And if they don't want it, they can spit it out in a hundredth of a second. And God knows, I've seen that happen thousands of times. What about, are they also making a mistake with that figure eight? Because that also is a very important thing at the boat side when you're musky fishing. Definitely. That's the other thing that's going wrong is when they keep their composure and everything and speed up like I tell them to when they get a follow, they hesitate at the boat side to start the figure eight. Right there is blowing the chance at a fish. Uh, A lot of times what they'll do, Brian, is before they go into the figure eight, they'll slow down or they'll slow down wider during the figure eight. If you're coming in burning that lure, you better be burning that figure eight at both sides. Do not deviate that uh, presentation speed whatsoever. That's the key. You know, going to huge, wide turns. I had a uh, CPA from Pennsylvania. I'm screaming at him, figure eight, figure eight. And he says, I am. Oh, darn it, I am. Well, he's making a figure eight about two feet big, and this fish is like 55 inches. They cannot do a, they cannot do a turn on a figure eight with a small turn. You've got to go real wide. If you can't do a figure eight, folks, do a great big circle. It all works. There you go. So obviously the muskies are out there, Steve. Uh, what are you throwing as far as baits go? We're throwing anything and everything. You know, I've been having real good luck with uh, 
Bucktails, inline bucktails at double eights have been working good. The tens once in a while have been working good. We've been having some luck with spinner baits. They've been working real well. Gold color has been going good for us. I got a whole new selection from Brian and Ted, the guys over at Baby Beaver, some fantastic mini beavers. Oh, my gosh, we've had fish up to 57 inches going on them. So right now it's been a little bit of mixture of everything and anything, you know, Throw the book at them if need be. They'll tell you what they want to go after. And when you see that trophy of a lifetime, 56 to 58, 59, 60 inches, don't, don't hesitate to speed up and hang on. And you mentioned to me off air, you've got a night trip tonight. You haven't had one of those in a little while. You love doing those. And for a lot of years now, Steve, uh, the night bite for muskies out on Mille Lacs uh, has been very, very good. What changes tactic-wise compared from nighttime to daytime? Good question, Brian. You know, you're, we're looking at different things. During the day, we're working our lures pretty fast and everything. Our presentations are fast. When you come in straight in with a cast, you do a 90-degree L-turn. Well, at night, we're not working the lures fast. We're working them slow. We might be throwing a top water. We might be throwing double tens or double eights. What we do, Brian, as soon as that lure hits the water, we start retrieving. And instead of burning those double blades, we're only going fast enough to make them spin near the top of the surface. Don't go no faster. And cast offset to the side of the boat a little bit so when you come in, you're not doing a 90-degree L-turn because you have to do an L-turn every time. What you're doing is you're doing an elongated L-turn. And hang on, 80% of the hits happen at both sides with that elongated L-turn. So you're working much slower. You're uh, doing a different type of L-turn. You're waiting to feel that uh, hit. You're waiting to feel that hesitation. Again, if you think you've got a weed, set the hook. One thing when night fishing is you have to have to have long sleeve shirts, long sleeve pants, and have a head net. This isn't a fashion statement. I wear my so- my pants inside my socks, and the lake midges are so bad. You know, bug spray works great for the mosquitoes, but once those lake midges come out, Brian, they're on you by the thousands, and I know you and I have talked about it in years past. That's how thick they are, but hey, night fishing, it's a heart attack. It's fun. Hang on. You and I went night fishing for muskies uh, a few years back, and I got to see that bug hatch firsthand out there. It looked like you could actually walk across them for like 100 yards behind the boat with all the lights on and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's an experience. Like you said, yeah, it's not a fashion statement. Make sure you got the right gear. Oh, definitely, you know, and that's just the way it is. I know there's a lot of guys who like to fish without their lights on. I asked one guy politely years ago, he told me he told me a few times where I could um, politely put it, and that wasn't an option. You know what? <laughs> if you're near me and you don't have your lights on, I'm going to turn you in. You know, it's for safety's sakes, for God's sakes. You don't want to have people get killed. One person did get killed a few years back out here because he, he actually got fined by the DNR, and then later on he turned his lights off again and ended up in an accident. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, also, folks, I just want to let you know, a lot of the hazardous buoys, Brian and everybody, are not in the proper location because of all the extreme heavy winds we've had. I know there was four of them sitting on shore on Cove Bay. Vineland Bay has a bunch out of place. Shabushkin Bay has hazardous buoys out of place, just like Isle. But, hey, just be careful out there. Stay away from the white buoys, and if you're on Cove Bay, you go between the red and the green buoys. That is the only safe way in and out. Last couple of things, Steve, before we let you go out there in Mille Lacs. Uh, obviously known for bass fishing as well. You've seen a lot of bass anglers out there with some success. Definitely. The smallmouth bass are going good yet, Brian. You know, jigs and pigs have been working good. I love throwing a little marabou jig. Anyone can work that. You know, drop shotting has been working real well. They're starting to transition from the really, really shallow areas of the rocks into the deeper 12- to 18-foot range. But uh, early in the morning and late in the evening, if you want to have some shallow water fun, get back on top of the rocks. Even throw us. 
throw out a leech on a slip bobber like you would for a walleye fish, and you're going to get some nice size uh, smallmouth bass. Largemouth bass is going pretty good, too, Brian. They're right next to the bulrushes and the cabbage. Uh, again, jigs and pigs have been a top producer with them. They're sort of fun to work them. It's hard, though. You know, you got so many fish to choose from. Where do you start and where do you begin? And for walleyes, I mean, what works? I know this is kind of a silly question because there's so many tactics out there. Walleye fishing, always very good on Mille Lacs. Uh, just basically whatever you're comfortable with? Pretty much, Brian. You know, you said what works. I think right now this time of year it's what doesn't work. I mean, the slow death hook, you know, trolled one and a half to two miles an hour with a piece of nightcrawler has been doing fantastic. Bottom bouncing with a crawler on the bottom, you know, with maybe a 10, 12-foot snail has been doing really well in the mud flats and the gravel, just like Lindy Rigging with a 10, 12-foot snail with a jumbo leech. I had a client and his grandson, oh, it was about seven days ago, I took him out to a little hump no more than a mile from the landing, and we proceeded to have 50 hits and get about 25 uh, walleyes bolted in two and a half, three hours, up to six pounds. So, you know, anything and everything has been working great. There you go. That's Steve Saponiak, Predator Guide Service. You can check him out, predatorguideservice.com. I appreciate it, buddy. Good stuff as always. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Rapaway Marine and Sport is your full-service marine repair facility along with repair and service of ATVs, side-by-sides, and snowmobiles. All service work is performed by a factory-trained professional with years of experience. Rapaway Marine and Sport will get your recreational vehicle back up and running in no time with trusted service and timely return. Find Rapaway Marine and Sport on Facebook for weekly updates. Rapaway Marine and Sport, located just south of Staples on County Road 7. Rapaway Marine and Sport. Check out BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. You'll find sponsor links and product spotlights, podcasts of past shows, and you can email Brian all at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Now here's your host of Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. Time for our Hungry Hunter segment here on Brainerd Outdoors. As always, Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon joins us. Uh, a little off the beaten path this week, Joel. We don't really go with a main course. This is kind of an appetizer. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing this, though. Yeah, kind of a little starter, just a nice uh, party appetizer. Really pretty simple. We're calling them zucchini boats or zucchini canoes. I like the word boat a little better. But uh, we're taking a pound of ground venison, brown that up, a little bit of onions, and a little bit of peppers. I let your meat ground, uh, brown up first, and then add in your onions and peppers maybe halfway through to kind of just so they have a little bit of crispness to them. Add in some uh, fresh chopped garlic and a little bit of cheese, probably a cup, cup and a half of cheese, and let that kind of you know get all gooey together. And we'll take our zucchinis, about four zucchinis, a nice, you know, eight to ten inches in length or six to eight inches in length. Um, slice them in half the long way, and we're going to seed them out. So we're going to make a nice, you know, nice little canoe or a boat out of it. Take our ground venison mixture with our onions and peppers, lay it inside of there, top it with more cheese. Love it. And we're going to bake it in the oven for 15, 15 minutes at a 350, 375-ish. Just wait for that zucchini to kind of... Soften up a little bit. You don't want it to be, you know, chomping into hard zucchinis. Let that soften up a little bit. Pull it out. Cut into, you know, three, four pieces, however many you like. And I would, I would serve it with probably a marinara or a pasta sauce or, a, or any kind of red sauces. You know, would work really good with this, I believe. One question on this: uh, just the type of cheese that you like, or which something you'd recommend? So I would recommend mixing in some cheddar with it. 
and then topping it with pepper jack cheese after that. I was just going to say it's something about a blend of some sort. Yeah, a nice so. blend. You can kind of go whichever way you want. You could use, you know, some Mexican um, Mexican shredded cheese or, you know, any any kind of cheese is, is probably pretty awesome on there. Yeah, I like the pepper jack idea, though. That's I like the pepper jack yeah. idea, too. That's that's what I would go for. There you go. So Spice uh, it up a little more. Sriracha on top. Oh. See, yeah. the possibilities are endless <laughs> with these recipes. It just keeps going. Joel just gives you the base. From there, you go ahead and take it from wherever you want. So some very good stuff. Uh, zucchini boats uh, this zucchini week. Boats. Yeah, so if you want to give it a try, it's on our website, BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Just click on the uh, recipes tab, and you can try this and a ton of other recipes he has there. Thanks, Joel, as always. Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, and we'll check in next week. Excellent. Thanks, Brian. And that will wrap up this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings right here on B93.3, just after 7, Saturday evenings, and Monday mornings at 5. You can also stream the show live if you're away from your radio or out of town. BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com is where you can do that. While you're there, check out our sponsors page. You can also like us on Facebook and also all over the podcast networks now, Podcast One iTunes, Google Play, wherever you download uh, podcasts, you can find Brainerd Outdoors. And we have help with that from Lakes Area Flood and Fire and Rapaway Marine and Sports. So we appreciate that as well. We'll join you next weekend for another edition for Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Thieland Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimer Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Liebax Marine in Isle, S&W Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Fine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Motorsports and Marine, and by Rag your truck accessory pros join brian moon saturday mornings at seven sunday evenings at seven and monday mornings at five right here on b93.3